Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hour number two inside the locker room, and of course, it is the moment. Yes, it is. We my didn't friend. preface it. We didn't tease it. Wait, wait, we didn't preface what? Preface it. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I can't. It's that we won't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we preface it. Yes. And we did not tease it, but it is Wex Wednesdays here. We are joined by Steel City Insider editor. Wait, Chief whoa, whoa, Architect. whoa. I teased it. No, you didn't. I did, too. Did I not? Did you, I not? You mentioned I was coming up, Wolf. There you go. Thanks. See? I, I didn't hear it. But, Max, you put it Wex Wednesday. Yeah. I think Wex that's Wednesday. The, those are the words you were looking for. Yes, I'm okay. looking for Wex Wednesday. Because right. that's what it is. All right. All right. I got you. All right. You I, didn't get, I didn't do it enough. Yeah. All right. It wasn't enough of a triumvirate type. Overwhelming. Like, the reverence you gave a in. week ago was not here. I, I, your intensity. I think you have one foot in the parking lot for the Latrobe 500. Well, right it could now. be. That's so. That's we, a possibility. Yes, <laughs> we we must we we must be champion and 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 further our guests. That that's right. Come on our show, especially You're right. ones as gracious to give us time. I, I like feel much shame. Yes. Yeah, penance. Penance. Go hit yourself with a steel bat. I've, I've already done that in the yeah. past. It is wearing us, isn't it, Wolf? I mean, the writers are very – have been strong throughout oh, yeah. Yeah. and carried on. Yes. And, yes. and, you know, carried our computer bags around and our oh. tape recorders, our notebooks. Trudging. Trudging everywhere. And uh, we're a little beat down. Yeah? yeah. We're a little beat down. You, you, you look like you got you, – you dropped weight. I did. Yeah, see, me, no, man, I refuse. You What's fa- it like out there that I, I can barely do it now? Yeah, oh. Wolf finds it. While I'm in shape. Uh, you know, I just, it's not easy being me. That's what I always say. I was so worn down. We had a podcast, Steel City Insider Podcast, with Jeremy. You know Jeremy. Yes. And uh, I was beat down. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, um, I, I was thinking today, I had a long, I had so much to do. Long story do, everything do, and I'm thinking, what can I cut out? I can cut out <laughs> the interviews out front, right, with right, the players right. at 11. Yeah. I can cut out lunch. Now, that's a brave thing to do. That is very brave. <laughs> wow. Midday? Midday? I'm sorry. I can't I can back you breakfast. up on that one. I can see breakfast. No, I'm thinking lunch. staying at home and doing the work and getting it done. Okay, okay. And then I make you. it up for practice late. And anyway, so I'm watching the podcast this morning. came up on YouTube, right? It's okay, done. It's out. Right. And I'm um, thinking, man, you got to perk yourself up there, Wex. And it came to the part where uh, he said, next week is episode number 73. I, he goes, who, who, what great number can we use to identify our episode? I said, Greg Wolfley. There that, it is. You, th- oh, you think that's good? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> You're I thought, a great 73. <laughs> and I thought we could have him on. And Jeremy's like, yeah, anything but you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's anything your but, podcast. But me. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. you know, 
uh, uh, it was one of those beat down sessions. So yeah, it was yeah, a little yeah. tiring. And uh, uh, so I'm watching this morning, and it came to that part. And I said, yeah, I'm going on Wolf, uh, with Wolf and Starks tomorrow morning. Uh, li- listen at 10 o'clock. And when I re-listened to that, it reminded me that I could not miss lunch. I could not miss anything. I had to be here. There you <laughs> go. Good thing I watched my own <laughs> shout-out yeah, yeah. of you. <laughs> so you reminded you to be here yes. when you should be. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Wex, oh. That's this, a long story, and I'm sorry. That's all right. That, that's a great this story. Is, this is how we it happens need, the day we before. All Late Trobe 500. Yeah. Know? Well, no, last night we're texting, right? We're texting to figure out some of our show schedule for next oh, yeah, week. Yeah. And, and Reagan hit us up. Oh, yeah. Go, but today's Tuesday. He's like, next Tuesday. He's like, thanks for clarifying. Yes. I said, well, at least somebody knew what day of the week it was. I'm getting lost, which brings me, we yeah. got to bump you to 11 next week because we're going to have on um, Omar, uh, Khan. Omar Khan is going to be on. At 10. Bumping me for Omar, I'm so, the general I'm sorry. manager? <laughs> but that's Tuesday. Wex comes on Wednesday. It was Tuesday? Yes. I thought it was tu- Wednesday. No, it was Tuesday. That was the whole point of the joke earlier. Then, you know what? Don't worry about it. it I forgot. Wolf. We're we, good. We usually do 11 during the season. Yeah, that's 11. We go to the two-hour So segment. maybe you want to make that change anyway. Dead gummit. That's probably I'm been in confused. your mind. You probably, what, what, you know, it's kind of mix some things. We'll in. let you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll, we'll, we'll confirm get, this because the training camp schedule is nine to noon, but regular season is ten to noon. So yes, he would be an hour two on the two okay. hour schedule. But I don't know when we switch I'm back. So to well, let me know the night before so I can set my reminder on my <laughs> yes. podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you can do the verbal reminder as you review. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or if Wolf's on for episode 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd screw up a free lunch right now, man. This is That's how bad it is. Okay. We're not allowed to work dates or numbers now on the show. <laughs> let, me, let me just ask this, okay? Moving forward. Yes. What's your overview, Wax, of this camp? Because, you know, this, this camp has been a little bit quiet as compared to other camps in years past. And, you know, we don't have the quarterback controversy of last year. We don't have some of the things that were going on. But we've had a good, productive camp. You know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking it was like the 90s again, that team. Okay. Loaded, but question mark at quarterback. Quarterback shown enough. You think you can get to the Super Bowl with that guy. He's been here a few years. Pretty savvy guy. But the rest of the team, you know, Greg Lloyd, Carnell Lay, right. Woodson, when those LeVon Kirkland, Chad Brown, it was a packed defense with stars on offense, question a quarterback. That's kind of how I feel here, even though Kenny played so well the other night. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm down on Kenny, but yeah. it is his second year. Mm-hmm. It's still – I don't know that he's ready to blossom just yet. You know, that's a third year would, would start to feel more – I'd feel more confident about but him. I wouldn't mind a second-year jump. <laughs> no, he looked good the other night. And that's another – he's looked good throughout camp. Yeah. And the offenses look good. The receivers look good. And But, boy, when you get Minka lining up out there. Yesterday, Minka, TJ, Cam, they were all out there. Ogan Joby wasn't out there. But the line, mid, middle linebackers, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. This level of talent throughout, as opposed to uh, Ben carrying Le'Veon and A.B. Right, and if right. one of them gets hurt, you're, you're going to lose your playoff game. So you would say you're more optimistic at this point. I'm very optimistic. I, I feel it's a very packed team that's building. Even if it doesn't happen this year, if the quarterback's not quite there yet, 
uh, next year, you, you just have a good feel. It's still a young team, and the contract situations are all pretty handled, right? Yeah. Everybody's pretty much controlled for a while. Well, it all sounds good. It yeah. really sounds good. Well, and, and like, I, what, what, he's all, uh, you're so optimistic, Chad Zooks, man. I was so pessimistic last night, and I had to watch film this morning. <laughs> and I was, just, I was dreading my own performance. I'm Kendrick Green coming back to play center this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. But, Wax, I mean, you know, I, I think you pointed to a, a very good thing is talking about, you know, kind of where the talent is here. And, I mean, as you assess it, I mean, outside of obviously the quarterback being, quote-unquote, the question because of youth, I mean, are there any other questions at any other positions that you see that you want to see shored up possibly by Saturday or competition-wise um, where you feel like, okay, are we moving in the right direction? Do we have an answer yet at maybe a, a place? Uh, two, two. Two areas. And one is obvious from last year, and I think we're all excited about the secondary being much better last year you know one of the things i look at is yards per completion somebody told me that a long time ago that's a key indicator of a defense and and how likely they are to win this week Uh, and they were ranked 31st in that that stat yards per completion it it counts tackling in there too let alone coverage so uh i've been looking for the secondary to improve and boy they cam sutton's gone terrell edmonds is gone uh Arthur Millette. Arthur Millette. And there was another corner. Oh, Witherspoon. Withers- yeah, Witherspoon. Witherspoon right. started as a starter last year. Yeah. Um, so, I don't – maybe the Steelers realized they needed new players to help those stats. So, you bring in Patrick Peterson, and he's looked very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, at that age, you lo- you worry a little bit. But uh, he looks really good. And uh, the, the strong safeties are back. Casey yeah. and Casey so good, but he hits so hard at 180 pounds. Does he remind you of his... Nick Harper from the, the, the uh, Colts? Know, Nick Harper or Bob Sanders? Oh, Bob Sanders. That's the guy. Thank yeah, you. Because what you kept saying, I was like, I was like, I know, Harper's I, It didn't corner. sound right, but it's the yeah. closest I can get to Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. There we go. Yes. There. Yeah. Well, there Bob we go. Sanders Bob's... missed a lot of time, too. He was a light, strong safety. Yeah, but he was one of those guys that was such a banger. And I think he, he kind of banged himself up. And that's what Casey you know? does. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. point I'm trying so to make. Even though I couldn't get the right guy. Make, yeah. yeah, I couldn't get the right guy, unfortunately. Yeah. So Keanu, the one guy got, got got knifed by his girlfriend. That's not yeah. the point and I wanted ben to make. And made the tackle on him. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and Minka uh, back there. You yeah. know, So the secondary I, I'm optimistic about, that's the one area that needs improved. Of course, the passing offense we talked about with Pickett. Um, now, the area that might be an area of concern to me that is kind of unexpected is running back. Yeah. Jalen Warren is just better than Najee is what I'm watching. That's me. Take it for what it's worth. A lot of people agree with me. A lot of fans agree with me. Right, right. I, I, I just watched uh, Najee trying to get open against Cole Holcomb yesterday. Couldn't come close. Hmm. I don't know if he lacks the – separation skills that Le'Veon Bell had, or if Cole Holcomb's that good. Yeah. I mean, he Cole true. Holcomb, we haven't Cole watched Holcomb him cover deep, I but he covers these backs. And, I think he does real flats, well. Right? I, yeah. I, I will have watched the speed. I was watching in Tampa when he got behind on a screen. Yeah. And he caught that guy from behind, and I was like, wow. Yeah, he made, he made up a lot of ground. He got off the block and, and had to come under the block and then get into, like, almost tailpiping the, the, the receiver. 
yeah. and, and chased him down from behind and did so very well. So, hey, maybe Quan's lit a fire under both those guys because Landon Roberts was playing hard yesterday too. Yeah. I don't know that Cole Holcomb needed that kind of motivation, but he really was playing well yesterday and frustrating Najee. And that's a big part of Najee's game is his long arms, his, his hands. He's got great hands. Right. And his receiving skills. To see Jalen Warren making bigger and better, more explosive plays. He does make some. Thus far, he has he has shown himself to make bigger jumps. Yeah. In the, you know, but we'll have to see. You know, that's you, you the make problem. We're yeah. going to have to see how long we could have to wait for this. Yeah. Something well. we see right now, but since one's undrafted and one's a first rounder, it can't be right. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? You mean the scouting departments can't find gyms? <laughs> but I think, but I think you know, you are right. I mean, that, that's where there's surprises, and I think that area that you talked about that's in conflict with your second question mark is a market improvement from a year ago. That linebacking core, you know, having Quan Alexander, having Landon Roberts, and Cole Holcomb, and then Mark Robinson maturing, and Nick Kwiatkowski had a nice game. Kwiatkowski, was, yeah, yeah, I thought he was a Pretty decent camp going Tanner on. Tanner Muse him. is a good special teams player. That's six. Yeah, he's yeah. a four-four four guy too. They only keep four. They only usually keep four, and you have to show yourself in special teams to really have the viability, um, you know, to make that third and fourth spot. But I mean, just from a year ago, where we were and the question marks we had at inside line, and I think, like you said, those things are now getting answered. That this group is a more talented group than a year ago. And that was one of the points of contention, right? Robert Spillane could not keep up with a tight end in a crossing route. We don't have that question because we got Cole Holcomb, who can run step for step. Like you said, on the, all the underneath stuff, tight ends, running backs. A Landon Robert is not a shy to pull the trigger, run and hit in the hole. Neither is 26. <laughs> and we know what 93 is. He is just a bomb waiting to explode. Right. Yesterday, he had a heck of a play. It or, was a great play. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, just knife through every. He knocked down Broderick Jones on the, on the toss play, on the toss crack. And Broderick had him lined up, and he rem- it reminded me of um, Lawrence Timmons. We call we used to call Lawrence Timmons lowbrow because he just he had, he had the big Cro-Magnon dome, and he would just drop it on you, and you would just fall down. And that's what ninety three did to seventy seven. You know, seventy seven went and bow, he just dropped him, and then know, still made the play. Who had a lowbrow was uh, the great Hall of Fame guard from the Buff Bills, Joe Delamalur. Uh, you oh. know Joe. Joe was hilarious. They they called it the log. <laughs> I remember him. I was, remember the electric company. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I have to laugh because I met Joe my junior year in high school at yeah. the local high school track. Uh-huh. He was running, and I just got to be friends. We got to be great friends, of course. He yeah. was a, a fine mentor to me. But um, the fact was they, they called it the log, and he said, Watch Joe put the log on this guy. <laughs> a running headbutt. You yeah. Know? Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen uh, well, there's numbers. Mark Robinson do some really good stuff, too. There's numbers at inside linebacker, outside yeah. linebacker, too. Look, I mean, there yeah. are four that we really like. Yeah. And Quincy Roche had – is it Roche or Roche? Yeah, Ro- Roche. Roche. He had a nice practice yesterday. He made some big he plays. Did, yeah, he did. He's coming alive. Like, like he's here's, starting to count here's numbers. The key. How did Nick Herbig get himself into the game when everybody said he wasn't going to take any defensive snaps? Not only get himself into the game, but it's kind of like Babe Ruth. You're talking about what? 14 plays, 10 plays? 10 plays. 10 plays. Ten plays. He had a sack and a half? Get Zooks, man. That, Two quarterbacks. That's like hits. delivering. That's Babe Ruth pointing to the field, the <laughs> fence, and then whack. Yeah, and, and, and a tackle, a beautiful backside cutoff tackle. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's just, that, that position was another one a year ago, right? TJ goes down. Didn't know what Alex was that yeah. capable. We, we didn't, didn't know, know he was capable. TJ goes down, and we are literally bringing guys off the streets. Because that's how Quincy Roche ended up well, here. The Denver, uh, Malik Reed was yeah. has a past of being a good ball player. Yeah, yeah. Bring that in. was in the past. That was truly in the past, <laughs> and that's why he was available. <laughs> and uh, he was not an answer. No. Uh, so, uh, but my point I'm getting to is the D line, though, might be the deepest, and where they might. You hate to cut a good defensive lineman just because you already have enough, right? Yeah. Find a way to. You don't keep find an extra many one. of those animals exactly. walking around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's, I, I mean, they're playing Armand Watts. Where's this guy going to fit in? They're starting him in place of Ogunjobi at the defensive tackle. And then, you know, the two nose tackles, uh, the guy who's coming back, who's somewhat of a Tomlin favorite, he likes nose tackles that can rush the passer. Right, yeah. You know, it always felt like he resented Casey from the start, and I just wonder if he has a bias against fat players. (laughs) (laughs) So that I've always felt Uh. that way after the way he treated Casey. And uh, 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 Montavious uh, Adams is not a fat nose tackle, and he's had those kind. But, uh, but Fajoko, not that he's fat. He's so strong. He's very he is solid. Strong, how, do you, how do you get rid of that guy? Because nose tackle only plays on third and one anyway. Yeah, exactly. Third and one, and if you get a Tennessee type of team, right, that's going to line up in 12 oh. or 21 personnel. Oh, yeah. And Lee with a fullback, then you can go base personnel. But everything else pretty much is sub. You're right. When you're running three wide receiver sets as your base offense, kind of eliminate so those guys. Where does that leave? There's two guys, and and we saw you know Louder Milk, uh, Leal, and uh, Benton that kind trio, of dominate that that, that, that trio second was crazy. quarter. They they took That's over. That's a young talent. Boom. That is. Yes. I like those guys. I know. really – we all know about Leal and uh, uh, Benton were highly drafted, right? Mm-hmm. And Benton, they're starting to call around the league. I see these whispers from other teams. How did the Steelers get that guy in the second round? And we saw that the other night. Boy, you, he – And Leal, you. and we know about Leal, but Loudermilk – You mean Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> yeah, that's what we call 98. I love, I love calling him that. <laughs> yeah. Am I going way too crazy by saying that he gives – Loudermilk gives me Aaron Smith vibes? I don't think you're far off. You know, we'll see. But, I mean, you know, because it's very similar in a sense. Aaron came in, took a couple years for him to build up into being Aaron Smith. You know, that 3-4 defensive end. And it took a little while. But as you watch the wild man that is, uh, I don't know, I look at the Isaiah Loudermilk, and like I told him, you look like a rock star. You know what I mean? You know, you look like a Nickelback guy or something, or a food fighter. You <laughs> yeah, know, you could be hair. a lead singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what? Yeah, it's the hair. But you watch him, and he looks like he is very comfortable in the pits, where I, it, it looked like he a had year more ago. Strong. Yeah. He's now, so he's now getting the hands to the shoulders. He looks like he can hold the point. He looks like he can squeeze from the backside. And then he looks like he's got some, some separation techniques, disengaging and, and pass rush. He doesn't look like he's making it up as he goes along when he pass rushes. Yeah. So you've got those three backups we just talked about. Yeah. Cam, Ogunjobi, that's five. Yeah. Nose tackle, let's just pick one nose tackle, six. That leaves Armand Watts and... Armand Watts, Jonathan Marshall, Manny Jones, 
James Nyamwaya. Yep. And I'm missing. Okay, so yeah, we got options. Uh, Armand Watts is the the probably the seventh and last guy here playing a lot. Counting two nose tackles, that's eight defensive linemen. Yeah. And they only have two and a half positions. So yeah. And and D linemen don't really play special teams, do they? Not no. a lot of them. No. No. So. Liao might be able to give you some special yeah. teams. Yeah. Coverage yeah. things yeah. on the edges. Um, but I think I think last year they kept seven. Okay. So if we're playing the numbers game from seven, Watts would probably be your cutoff. I see. Of those, and then you would. Injuries watch. can still happen. Injuries can so, always. So I mean, it and, and we've rule got the other that's guys. rule got, number got, one is yeah. don't yeah. don't count heads in the in the meeting room. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, that's not the as thing a player. you got to do. Not you as a player. No. You got to let play. the media do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't <laughs> well, read the media. Well, and and well and now or listen. Well, yeah. And exactly. also now we have two straight. You know, we get two more preseason games with the full squad. You know, in the past there was a cut after this game, right. and then there's a cut after that. Now these guys have three games to really show themselves, and now it's a cumulative decision versus a. Sh- once one game snapshot, I got to make a decision and cut some guys down. So there is that luxury where some other guys, right, can put their name into that into that hat because they've now seen what one game looks like and they know what to do the next game. And you can kind of study and scout yourself to say, okay, I need I need to, I need to pick my game up if I get into this opportunity again. I need to make sure that I'm ready and I'm not getting blown off the ball or I'm making the plays. I'm hustling afterwards, right? Do I end in the frame of the play? Because when you watch coaches tape, the biggest thing they're looking for is the hustle. Are you in that final shot? When the play is done, guys on the ground, where are you? Are you on that frame? And I think that's another thing that the guys, you know, you you look at that, and that also is a motivator for a lot of guys. You know, when you don't have a second game to kind of come back, what I talked about, replacing. Because I said the only thing you do from game one to game two, you either build or you replace build upon a good performance or you replace a bad performance with a good one <laughs> or in jordan bird's case that was his game right calvin austin and gunner are going to start returning right. punts, right that was his game don't fair get, catch it son yeah, I, exactly. never <laughs> fair catch anything exactly when you are a young guy let me returner. ask you this is somebody that follows you know like you do the draft and then you know the cuts and everything like that you got to report um what do you think the one final cut does to, I don't know, you guys, you know, the day after? I mean, you know, you think about it. Normally you had, like, cuts leading up to, as Max was talking about, but now you get one final cut. But you can't be all that, like, situated, like, thinking, oh, I made it, because now there's a lot, there influx of, uh, you know, a lot of guys on the market. 625 guys will be available. When that final Get cut Sukes, how do you do the math on that one? Don't worry about it. It's a, it's a lot of you hire a mathematician to be <laughs> yeah. a GM. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and you'll have him on Tuesday to go through the, there cal- you go. the calculations. Yeah, and you have from seven PM that evening of the cut till twelve noon the next day to get that get that right. You you got like GM stuff in you, man. You could do this. Look, no, no, I, I listen. I'm just happy I get to sit in the room at times <laughs> um, to learn the process, but for me, you know, it's the knowledge, right? It's the knowledge. You want to know how things operate. Like, I'm the guy. He always wants to know why. I, I always yeah. ask why. Because do, you ask Co- do you ask Coach Cower that? You know what? I didn't ask Coach Cower that. <laughs> I was scared to, I was scared of the chin. Um, <laughs> well, 
and the spit. really not a good question for players. Yeah. Why? Yeah, but but now <laughs> I've all but I've always been that guy, and I think that's kind of we won't get into the semantics of my relationship as a player, but I always had to act, like I always wanted to know like like when I when I looked at the playbook, I wanted to study and understand why does this play work or why doesn't this play work see chuck would what is love ev- what is everybody's responsibility and that's what i felt like what kept me around as long as it did because i knew what everybody had to do and so i knew what the calls were and i thank russ Grimm for teaching us how to read defenses because that was the big why why are they doing this versus what we're showing them and then you can start to anticipate you can start playing chess on the football field with safety blitzes, with how the rotation is at the secondary to determine where the strength of their defense is and where the weakness is in, in their defense. And so when we get to these cuts and stuff, that, that I had to know why. I was like, I was like how, how do we get here and why are we doing what we're doing? Because, like Wolf said, there's why not Why am I eating two fat guys specials at Sharky's? Oh, no. In two weeks. No, you didn't It was in two weeks' time. No, it, I oh. had it in two separate occasions. But I'm going to have it tonight. He better I'm, have I'm it tonight. I'm going to have it tonight. As much crap as he's talked about me, yeah. he better. He, I want to watch him finish every last bite of it. Now, Mike Pursuta told this story that he cut it in half and had two meals out of it. Is that what it is? that big? I don't know because I haven't seen it with? yet. It would be like if you went and got a, like a full Philly cheesesteak. I mean, essentially, it's actually thinner than the Amorosa bread that you have on a Philly cheesesteak because the 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 uh, the pizza crust is it's about the size of a small pizza, but it's thin crusted and then rolled. So you get all the Philly wow. with a small it wrapper. Too good. It does yeah. sound very I, I, good. I'm gonna have to go jog right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prep work. <laughs> all right. Hey Wex, Wex, thank you so much for joining us. That was great. Where can they find you on the internet? Steel City Insider is where our subscription-based uh, re- Steelers reporting uh, group is, and at jimwexel.com to buy my books. The Polamalu paperback will be coming out in the stores everywhere uh, soon, very soon. The media copies have been sent out, so it's a matter of a week or two. You should have talked to Troy and got, like, a couple hairs. I go, we're going to put a Troy hair in a book. Just How about a, that? A lot, as a Troy just hair a bookmark? L- yeah, Troy hair bookmark. <laughs> there you go. I really wanted to. That's that's a good idea. But I really wanted to get, like, those bi- uh, straps in the Bible to bookmark. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I wanted to get one the of built those. built-in ones, yeah. Built in there you go. That book is built like a Bible, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a great. It's you, black, a hard, yeah. hard black. It's got gold, pull them all on it. But, yeah. Absolutely. But we didn't do that. But the hair. The hair. Would have huh? worked. Wouldn't about that. Huh? That would have <laughs> been good. Geez, that is a Thank you, Jim Wexel. We appreciate you, brother. And right. we will set up the time properly by next week. We will let you know. Yeah, you're, yeah No, sure. you'll be fine because I, yeah, I, I totally screwed up as usual. Yeah. <laughs> I got my date screwed up. We're all, we're all good. Yeah, That's it's next all good. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's next a week. long ways away. Long, seven days away from now. <laughs> we will be back with Jim Wexel again. All right, we're going to step aside and go to break. You're inside the locker room. Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're back. And we're ready to go. It's another gorgeous day up here at training camp because when there's no sun out, it's gorgeous. 
Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. You know, you got a little bit of a breeze going on, you know, a little wind chill. It looks like the field's in fine condition. Well, it got painted very nicely. It got painted very you got, nicely. You got a good makeup job. Yes, it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like an old pastor of mine once said, you know what? If the barn door needs to be painted, paint the barn door. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. And that goes for a lot of other things. We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yes, yes, please do. And, but, I mean, but even though it is a overcast kind of day, I mean, 78 degrees, man. Not bad. You can't you take beat that. that. And no, oh. you, can't, you can't beat that at all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm actually jealous because I don't remember this many cool days when I was in camp. You know, I remember one time in my decade of, of uh, what well, decade plus of camps, but decade here. Um, I remember being chilly one time. One time when it was like down in the, for whatever reason, it dropped into the upper 50s. It was unbelievable. Maybe even lower 60s. But yeah. we were up there going through a walkthrough. I remember, like, ooh, it was kind of chilly, you know? It yeah. was wonderful. Brisk. Brisk. It was yes. brisk outside. Yes. It, it was a brisk walkthrough. Yes. You know, because guys were felt lively and everything else. And it's amazing what a little bit of cool weather does to fat bodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you know? just come alive, you know? <laughs> it's like, yes, I have done this. I have arrived. Sure to optional. I can, do, I can do this. I can be somebody. Yes. but No I, doubt. But, I, 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 you know, the other thing is, is that as long as the work is good, right, and, and when you feel refreshed like this and you're not also getting beat down by the temperature, right. you move around quicker, you oh, have yeah. a little bit more bounce, especially when you get these moments like towards the end of camp. Because oh, your yeah. body, you're, you're, you're starting the callousing process. Right. Yep. You're starting to get the bruises that just become the norm. You're right. You're right. And you know, I, I so I don't know if you've watched that show, The Quarterback, on um on Netflix. No. So I've watched it, and it was just funny. You know, you hear the quarterback's perspective of it, but it's a truly a general mantra for the entire offense. Well, I should say the entire team. But when I'm thinking offensively, uh, you know, the Marcus Mariota said this. He said the first day of training camp. Uh huh is the best you'll feel all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, but everything after that, you're never at 100%. And for me, I always say, every day I have to operate at whatever my new 100% is. Yeah. That's what I used to always tell young guys. Hey, you're going to find out what your new 100% is every day that you step out during the season. Because the bruises build up. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not bruised up, but I feel my triceps. I had a nice shoulder and upper like kind of back workout, but my triceps, yep. I blasted them at the end of the workout. Yep. I'm still feeling those. Yes, exactly and, so. And that's how it is. But just imagine getting hit, collisions outside of the physical exertion. That's what, guys, you just kind of get used to. And this is where you start callousing. You've got to callous over the body so that you're prepared to take the punishment that is a season and also dole it out. You know, the funny part is, is you were talking about the best you're going to feel. That was the exact quote. My rookie year, 1980, Joe Green, right up there, there was a uh, smattering of reporters encircled around him, you know, right by the doors of the uh, of the uh, locker room area up yeah. there. And I, I remember Joe Green said, fellas, just back off for a minute, please. This is the best I'm going to feel till February. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like, and I was like going, really? And then, son of a gun, he was right. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you play a little college game. You play your, you know, your 12 games, what have you, you know, 11, 12, whatever it was that you – I can't even remember what we played. Yeah, 11 games we scheduled college. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, you 
it wasn't, you know, you only had a couple of weeks of training camp, so it wasn't a big deal. You know, and then they talk about the rookie wall and everything. There's really no – I don't think it's a, a rookie wall. I think the, the biggest thing is for young bucks who are training and, you know, for the uh, Indianapolis and the combine stuff and, you know, all that that can get a little wearisome. Well, well that becomes a wall because it's just – it's continuous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally continuous. you're playing a year straight of yeah. football so that, with no break. Yeah, but for me, you know, because I didn't go to the combine. Oh, as I told my kids, I was so good. They, you know, I didn't need. They didn't. They, need I didn't need an invitation. That's, they already knew that I was draftable. That's how you, you spin it to your kids. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? We don't need no stinking invitation. We don't kids. need no stinking. We just invitation. show up and we show up. That's right. <laughs> Did you do any All Star games? Um, I played one. Uh, Blue gray. Oh, the Blue Gray game. Yeah, Blue Gray. Nice, nice. Back, uh, down in Shreveport, Louisiana. We still had the Blue Gray game back when I w- back when I, I came out as well. Oh, did you play in it? I did not play in the Blue Gray because I ended up getting the Senior Bowl invitation. Ah, nice. Because you know, like the 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 Blue Gray then became more the underclassmen. Yeah. So if you were the junior coming out early, you wanted to go play in the Blue Gray game because you, you weren't allowed to play in the Senior Bowl. Okay. So you had to actually be a senior to be invited. Oh, so, okay. And it was, of course, more Plus, prominent In now. my day, the Blue Gray was, wasn't as prominent as the Senior Bowl. Yeah. But it was one for, you know, guys like, like my, my, my deal. You know, I was a fifth-round draft well, pick. Well, I th- I, th- I thought I thought Blue Gray was one of the higher ones. It was that one? Was it was East West back? There was East West, East there was West, the and Blue, Blue Gray, Gray, and the uh, uh, Senior Bowl. I oh, think you did. Oh, they did have the Senior Bowl. Yeah, they did have but, some sort of Senior Bowl. I, I yeah, I they might even had there was a Hula Bowl. Yeah, I was gonna say the Hula Bowl yeah. would probably would have been around. I think that might that have been. was the one. Yeah, that was the Hawaii That's like All Star game. That's what I wanted. To go. Yeah. I wanted there. I Instead, did, I, I ended up Shreveport. Yeah. Yeah, well, I ended up in in freaking what? Where's where's the Senior Bowl played? Like Montgomery, Alabama, or some some? No, not Montgomery. Uh, no, I no the uh, it's in Alabama. Yeah, it's a small city in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Oh boy, I'm glad we don't interview that guy. Yeah, glad we don't interview Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl. Yeah, but um, so, uh, that was nice. Uh, okay, sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You enjoyed it so much you don't remember the city. It was yeah. Like, oh, uh, I know, I know. But yeah, but it was wherever University of South Alabama. Is. I wasn't in Shreveport; it was in Montgomery. That's where it was at. Okay, You're right. Okay, that yeah. was the Blue Gray. Yeah, yeah. the Blue Gray before. Okay. The, I was about to say, I thought the Senior Bowl isn't that old. I played in the Independence Bowl, which was my senior in, year in college. That was Shreveport. In Shreveport, yes, yes. And I got that confused with Montgomery because it was on Christmas Day. That's when yeah. we played the game. Ah, okay. And I had a rubber chicken dinner. For a Christmas dinner after the game was over, yeah, get dinner. Yeah, I mean, I, and that thing did bounce. Yeah, it, it, no, it I, I believe that. Yeah, that's before we got the George Foreman grill and yeah, very and much grills. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, indeed. Give me one guy that has surprised you this for this this thus far in training camp. Just one guy. I'm not going with low hanging fruit because uh, you know who I would pick right okay. out the gate. So I'm not going to pick him. Right, right. Exactly. So I'm gonna leave. I'm leave 74 off this list. Right. I will say my camp surprise 26, Anthony McFarlane. Okay. Okay. Just because I think more so because the expectation has been there and we haven't seen the production. So you kind of come in with a little bit of a bias, like okay, when is okay. this kid gonna come in? Of the rookies. Okay. Of the rookies. Okay. Yeah. Um, my you can you can go your the guy I you can go. yeah because it is Spencer Anderson. Yeah. I yeah. mean. I mean, he – first of all, when you're thinking about a seventh-round draft pick, mm-hmm. you don't think that he's going to be 
a worthwhile investment in the long run, right? You think of it ah, as a luxury, maybe a camp body, maybe a practice Correct. squad guy. But secretly, and I don't want to build this up too bad to where there's an expectation. It feels like he doesn't admit it because I feel like he's exceeded all of those things. The kid can play five positions. Right. Interesting. If you can play tackle and be just as comparable at guard and then you're just proficient at center, his snaps looked good yesterday. They looked good. He played some center yesterday because of the injury to, to Nate Herbig. Um, and I have to say, 74 did not look out of place at all wherever he was. Nope. In fact, I was nervous because I'm like, I don't see him in with the tackles. Yep. I don't see him with the guards. I'm like, oh, snap, he's snapping. Yes. And the kid looked good. He did not. And that's something that's just a huge surprise. When you can have that much versatility, because when you get drafted that late, it's what else can you do? Yeah. Outside of the position that we quote-unquote drafted you at, when it said, oh, you know, and drafted pick number blah, 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 blah from the University of Maryland, Spencer Anderson, right tackle, right? It's like, what else can you do aside from right tackle? See, the thing that's unusual about him, we've been looking, spending so much time looking at Broderick Jones, you know, watching that whole thing develop. And this kid quietly is just performing in five different positions. Yeah. And played three different positions Friday night for the Tampa Bay Bucks game and did not stick out. In game. In game. Mental swapping and physiological swapping of footwork. It just blows me away. I mean, and it, he just he just did it. And there was no complaints. There was no stress. There was no worry. The kid was just comfortable and smooth throughout. And now, obviously, strength's going to be obviously a big thing. But there's so many different strength factors at the different positions at, at offensive line. You know, the phone booth fight at guard yep. is a lot of upper body strength. Absolutely. Right? But then as tackle, you have to have lower body strength to keep your base and keep your balance and not get tipped over. And then for center, it's short area quickness, right, on top of having that upper body strength, but also very fast striking skills. So the fact that he possesses a mix of those things, you know, we were in the meeting last night, and I was just like, jack of all trades. Yeah. I was like, because that's what you need. As a young guy, you can get to the mastery phase later. Yes. When you become a starter, that's when you need to master your position and get really great at your position. And stay in one position. And stay yeah. in that one position. But as a young guy, it's kind of get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. Ooh, that kind of, yeah. that's a good yeah. So, so, yeah. So, no doubt about Spencer it. Anderson I think be that's, my one. That's, that's a great pick. For me, it's Nick Herbig. Oh, You yeah. know, it just so Solid. surprising. It, again, I go back to nothing stuns you about him physically. And I'm not saying, that, you know, he's, he's – you know, good shape. Every, you know, every, all the good stuff. But he's he a fine. He's a fine, finely built lad. Yeah, I mean, he's not a five hundred pound bencher. He's not a four three guy. He's um, not three hundred pounds playing linebacker. Doesn't have like you know hangers for arms. Exactly. But you know what? You watch him and go, "Wow, he gets to the quarterback. Wow, he makes a play. Wow, he's not out of position." I just look at that and I go. You know, and then for him to be able to get himself on that field and get a sack and a half in, in ten plays, nine plays, whatever it is, yeah. I mean, you just like, wow, that what? is really something. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the babbling brook. <laughs> it's just smooth and consistent, right? Yeah, there's it, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a very awesome choreography to watch um, him because his transition on that first sack. 
was just so smooth. Unbelievable. That it did not look segmented, right? I thought at first that the, the chip back nailed him one, and then he just lucked into it. But that's not so. He no. saw the chip there. The guy went after him, and he just made a hard inside turn and went after the quarterback. And it was smooth footwork transition, yep, too. It, it was. It, and what I mean by segmented means you go one direction, and then there's an abrupt stop to then go to the next move or next direction, right? It's, it's, like, it's like drawing straight lines everywhere. Exactly. He drew the perfect curve. <laughs> he carried Freehand. momentum, yeah, to the yeah. inside. That's what gave him that, that first sack. Yeah. But, you know, just watching him throughout training camp, he just surprised you. Everything from the first time he got up there with, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, and he just smoked him, and, and you know, at, at offensive tackle and the one on Oh, Raven Clark. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he he's keeps showing up all the time is what I'm saying. So, and you talk about a final frame guy. He's a final frame guy. Yes, he is. I got to give a quick honorable mention before we go to break. I know we got a break here. Yes, Keanu Benton. I think we both can agree is honorable mention for that <laughs> because because the way he played in the game on Friday night, I mean, he was a game wrecker um, in the middle when we were. And then Wex even noticed it when we were talking yeah. about him with yep. him, Leal, and Loudermilk. Yeah, Keanu Benton stood out. Yes, the kid did. was. Not necessarily wreck it, Ralph, but he was the berserker. Why don't we Why don't we pick it up on the other side of yeah, this? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do that. I guess, the, oh, this is me out. Yes. Yeah, it's you so, out. <laughs> that's to me, why. your call goes to you. I know. I, I totally, totally botched that. Okay. This is our number two. Yeah, in the middle part, because we got to come back for one more segment here in our number two. But you're in the locker room. We are at St. Vincent College. Training camp is on today and tomorrow. Of course, then will be the Latrobe 500. Rum, be, rum. Back. <laughs> be back with more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're back wrapping up our number two here. In the locker room, high above Chuck Knoll Field. <laughs> as, as <laughs> Nature called what, what are you laughing about? What are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing called. to see here. Nothing to move on. radio. <laughs> you know, one time. I'm present. We were back, we were back we never in the left studio the <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Dutch goes out, and it, he's in the bathroom, and he locked himself out in from the, the the hallway where the studio was in, oh so my god, I couldn't yeah. even hear him. You know, and I'm yeah. like going, "Where is he?" You know, we're back on the air, and I'm going, "That idiot, where is he at?" Two doors, <laughs> down. yeah, that's because it was an old iHeart building. Yeah, yeah the old iHeart building. Well, I've locked myself out before, and I never forget when I first my first year doing the show, coming over there, and you were like, "Just take the key." You'll need it to get back in, right? Take the key, man. Because I was banging on the door. I was texting. I'm like, I can't get back in here. I can't. Oh, man. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. We got a really short uh, break or a short uh, segment here. But the fact of the matter is, as we are preparing for the next game coming up, which will be the Buff Bills coming into Acrisure Stadium at 630 kickoff on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Being home is always fun. Yes, it's it always is. nice to go back home, and Acrisure Stadium is the place to be, uh, you know, back home. They're going to enjoy it. It's going to be um, a nice – I believe it's going to be a nice time, and uh, you're going to see some great young players taking the field there. 
between, you know, the Buff Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, I look forward to it. I think it'll be a a well a well battled game, is what I'm thinking. Well received, I think yes. we can both agree. And um, you know, I, I I'm excited. Like I, I'm yep. really excited to see the next game because we we whetted our appetite in Tampa. Yes, with that first team offense and how yes. smooth it looked. Yes, and an opening drive touchdown, which was something that was. Almost like chasing, you know, the golden ghost, right? You know, oh yeah, that's that's like, like can, the unicorn of. Can, uh, can we get can we get yeah. opening drive TD? And they did. They Fourteen did. games we did not, and to see them pick up where they left off, so to speak, from last season, was a breath of fresh air. It's about Kenny, man. I mean, you know, let's face it. Yeah. That first series was about Kenny getting out there. He was composed. He was large and in charge. He looked like he knew what he was running. He looked like he was. Uh, completely copacetic in all facets of leading that team. Yes. And there was no, like, um, I don't know, they, 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 nothing looked out of place. It just looked like it was, you know, Kenny just doing what Kenny does. And he did it, you know, in that opening series, six or seven again. So I, I wonder. And spread out the ball, too. Yes, he spread the ball out. And like we talked about, there's 17 different guys had a reception. Of course, that's much larger than normal because you're not going to have that many. Yeah, you guys have that opportunity, but <laughs> yeah. you talk about spreading the ball around. They they did a great job of it, and I look forward to seeing what Kenny does as a uh, follow up to what I thought was really a, a terrific coming out party in Tampa. No, you're absolutely right. I think that and that that's where the excitement builds, and you get to do it at home. Yes, we're not getting this display on an away stadium. Right, right. And the home fans are going to get a feel for this, and the fervor will build for the season opener. Fervor, you say? Fervor, fervor. Fervermore. It's almost <laughs> that's almost like fever with an or. Yes, exa- exactly. And an extra rrr. Yeah, rrr. <laughs> rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah. But, um, but getting that and leading up to the San Francisco 49ers home and season opener um, to start the season, it just – that's what you want. You want to leave a good taste in the fans' mouth so that they can't wait to really get lathered up for – Lathered. Ta- yeah, for tailgating. Yes. Right? There right. you go. Now, we get there before tailgating, but it's all good. So. Indeed. All right. Well, end of hour two here inside the locker room. Hour three is on the precipice. Oh, precipice. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all the dictionary.com words out you're, today. You're big. Hoopy's uh, loving it. Yeah. But we'll be back very soon. We're going to pay some bills. You're here inside the locker room. It's Wolf. It's Starks. There's some ninjas and some squirrels. <laughs> See you in a minute. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 